NZ News at 6 o'clock. Kia ora, call Nicola Wright there, nay. Barcelona will host the next America's Cup. Team New Zealand and the Royal New Zealand Yacht Squadron have announced that the region of Catalonia in Spain will host the 37th edition of the Cup in September and October of 2024. As winner of the last America's Cup, the Royal New Zealand Yacht Squadron has the right to decide the next host city. Team New Zealand rejected a $143 million bid from the New Zealand Government and Auckland Council to host the next edition. Chief Executive Grant Dalton says Barcelona is one of the most recognised cities in the world and he says holding the event there will help grow the event on a global scale. A San Francisco-based yachting commentator believes the event could still end up being held in Auckland. Tom Eamon is doubtful Barcelona will be able to host the event, saying it doesn't have enough money or support from Spain's government. He told First Up he believes the event will end up back here. Auckland will still come to the fore. People in New Zealand are going to be so upset to see this announcement. There's plenty of dough, there's plenty of money behind this effort in New Zealand. It's the natural and proper place to do it, and I think this is still going to end up in Auckland. Tom Eamon says Barcelona is the best location for sailing outside New Zealand. Russia has promised to scale down military operations around Kiev and northern Ukraine as a confidence-building step. The commitment was given at talks in the Turkish city of Istanbul. Danny Eberhardt of the BBC reports. A day that started with lukewarm prospects for concrete progress has yielded some tentative signs for optimism. Ukrainian proposals could yet form the kernel of a deal. These would see Ukraine renouncing ambitions to join NATO, though not the European Union, in return for binding international security guarantees. Attempts to resolve one entrenched territorial dispute, Crimea, which Russia annexed, would in effect be put off to a later date. Russia's, specifically President Putin's, intentions are not yet clear. It could be a way out of a campaign that risks turning into a morass. But Ukraine will be wary in case it's a tactic for buying time to reprovision and rotate Russian troops. Transmission Gully is being officially opened today, but the public won't get to drive on the new motorway north of Wellington until tomorrow. A ribbon-cutting ceremony will be held this morning for the 27-kilometre stretch of highway from Wellington through Kapiti. Waka Kotahi won't say exactly when tomorrow people will be able to drive along the billion-dollar highway because it doesn't want them queuing and causing gridlock. The opening has been delayed repeatedly over the past two years. The road is expected to shorten peak-hour journeys for commuters by 7 to 15 minutes. The police watchdog, the Independent Police Conduct Authority, admits it does not have the resources to do its job properly. The authority is struggling to cope as complaints against the police have risen nearly 65% in the past three years. Its chairperson, Judge Colin Doherty, says he's happy with the quality of the work the authority does, but that people wait too long for their complaints to be investigated because of a lack of resources. Judge Doherty also says it should have the power to prosecute police and should be fully independent. The Māori Party says it saw an immediate spike in abusive correspondence after the ACT Party called for a public referendum on co-governance between Māori and the Crown. The ACT leader David Seymour says writing historical wrongs has morphed into a two-class system. He says a referendum on co-governance is a bottom line for his party for any possible coalition negotiations after next year's election. 
Te Party Māori co-leader Debbie Ngārewa Packer says the co-governance debate is stoking political division and emboldening those with extreme views. Mr Seymour says he takes no responsibility for that, saying co-governance is a legitimate issue for debate. New security service documents show the Linmore attacker was judged highly likely to carry out a terrorist attack in New Zealand only if he was prevented from leaving the country. An SIS briefing also reported Ahmed Samsuddin believed he was set up and that a Syrian friend suggested he post extremist material online. The Federation of Islamic Associations, Abdul Razak, says he has also been researching Samsuddin's history to share with the official review due to report in May. What we have found is that there's a profile which has been developed through the inconsistent usage of information through, I think, lack of awareness and also in some cases probably deliberate um, of a profile which is not consistent with what the information we have received. Abdur Razak says Samsuddin's stabbing of countdown shoppers was horrendous, but it is important to look into how police and the SIS handled the investigation. In sport, the Black Caps beat the Netherlands by seven wickets in last night's first one-day international in Mount Maunganui. Chasing 203 to win, New Zealand reached the victory target with more than 11 overs to spare. Will Young led the way for the home side, hitting the winning runs with a boundary that also brought up his maiden ODI century. Meanwhile, Australia take on South Africa in today's first semi-final at the Women's World Cup in Wellington. The Blues beat Moana Pacifica in their rescheduled Super Rugby clash at Mount Smart Stadium last night, up 19-5 at half-time. The Blues fought off a spirited fight back from the home side to secure a 32-19 victory. The Blues lock Luke Romano says they were made to work hard for their fourth win from five games. That's just the nature of this competition, you know, the New Zealand conference has always been tough and, you know, Moana just adding to that, you know, they're awesome players, you know, they've got quality right across the field and, you know, they give it their all. The two teams meet again at Eden Park on Saturday. That's the news. Incontinence. A lot of people have problems with it, especially nighttime incontinence, but no one talks about it. Anzacare does. They understand. Sleep is incredibly important, but when you or a family member has an incontinence issue, it can disrupt your sleep as well as the psychological effects. Relax. There are an amazing array of products that will help. Located right in Mahara Place, why can I? Dry Sleeper at Anzacare next to the old library. Or you can search Dry Sleeper or Anzacare online to find their website. Dry Sleeper by Anzacare products are not going to let you down. Eco-friendly, reusable, designed in New Zealand by a New Zealand-owned company. They're a great investment. If you are over the extra washing and need a product that is really absorbent, soft and discreet, visit Dry Sleeper by Anzacare. They care. Post Access Radio Weather, courtesy of the Dominion Post. Good morning, welcome to Wednesday the 30th of March, 7 minutes past 6, another fine settled day today. Just a few clouds about, Hortofena Wakapiti. It was quite foggy in Wellington yesterday, in fact that put off a lot of flights at Wellington Airport. Still may be some disruptions this morning, fine with a few clouds and essentially southerlies. Highs 23 to 24, that'll do for the end of March. It was 23 yesterday, 11 overnight tonight. More fine weather tomorrow for the last day of March. Fine weather, light winds, 21 to 23 tomorrow. And then Friday is April Fool's Day. <laughs> Becoming cloudy with southerlies in 19. And what's the weekend? Well, 
It's a long weekend by an hour. On Saturday, partly cloudy. Showers for New Zealand Standard Time on Sunday. Wellington, low cloud and drizzle this morning. Then cloud breaking up for a while this afternoon with Southerlies 20. A little drizzly in town at the moment. 23 in Manawatu, partly cloudy in southeasterlies. Near the water out to sea today, no wind warnings to speak of. The situation, a low to the northeast of the country, is moving slowly northeast while a ridge covers the South Island. A front moves northeast over the South Island late tomorrow and Friday, followed by a ridge on Saturday and Sunday. Locally out to sea, our Kapiti Recreational Marine Forecast inshore from Waitadere to Pukerua Bay and out to Kapiti Island till midnight tonight. Variable 5 knots, but southwest 10 for a time this afternoon. Sea slight, fine with some high cloud. And tomorrow, variable 5 knots and fine weather. No significant swell. Next tide is high at half past 9, low tide at 20 to 4 this afternoon. And sunrise, 27 minutes to 8. Sunset will be 17 past 7. Lovely crescent moon again this morning with a few little cloudy bits. Just a light southeasterly here. Pressure at 1,018. 93% humidity. Pukerua Bay 15. 16 in Paikakariki. 12 in Otaki. 11.5 in Levin, but 15 in Foxton and Shannon. And 17.5 in Palmerston North. That's the easterly. Now, Wellington City, there's a bit of light drizzle falling, believe it or not. 14.5 in town currently. Waikanae is showing 14 and 15 in Poroporomu. One more day to Transmission Gully. One more day that we can use it publicly. In the meantime, though, traffic's flowing fairly steadily through Hortofenua and Kapiti. No major problems, no delays at the merge point at the moment at Mackay's on State Highway 59. Pretty busy there, though, south of Fisherman's Table. Just beware, pretty normal for this time of the day. Good driving conditions at this stage. Again, could be a little bit of low cloud and drizzle as you get closer to the likes of Johnsonville, Newlands, top of the gorge area this morning. Looks pretty busy down the gorge this morning. Moderate flows into town and a little damp into the city. So just take a wee bit of care as you head that way. No reports of crashes or accidents. Other roads, well, usual roadworks here and there. In places, State Highway 57, Arapaipai Road, northbound close. Southbound, apparently, it's it's all open. No problems further north, central North Island Desert Road area. Rimataka's a little bit of drizzle through there as well. Let us know if you come across anything else, please. Just spoke with train control, and everything's on schedule pretty much, leaving Waikanae on the Kapiti line. Metlink Services, Capital Connection, should leave on time at a quarter past six. So that's good. Again, the... Quote, warning, unquote, from Metlink saying that there may be some disruptions again this afternoon. Some trains may be cancelled due to staff shortages. Same with local buses. Air Chatham should get away at 5 to 7. No weather problems at Kapiti Coast Airport. Wellington Airport, yes, they did have some cancellations due to low cloud and fog yesterday. And some of that looks like it's carried over this morning because maybe there are some planes not there. Several flights showing us cancelled. The 745 flight to Auckland Air New Zealand NZ 406 or 408. Can't read that. A Christchurch flight also at a quarter to eight. Air New Zealand 5335 cancelled. An Air New Zealand 815 flight NZ 680 showing up as cancelled. And another one to Christchurch, the 905 flight as cancelled. So just beware if you're flying to Auckland and Christchurch out of Wellington. Some flights are cancelled. Ferry sailings seem to be as scheduled currently.
There's our commuter information here at Coast Access Radio. 12 minutes past six. Welcome to Wednesday, the 30th of March. Latest world news now while you've been sleeping from DW. This is DW News live from Berlin. Russia claims it will radically reduce military activity around Kiev and Cherniv in Ukraine. It's a sign of potential progress in peace talks held in Turkey. Ukraine says it could adopt neutral status in exchange for security guarantees. A meeting between Russia's and Ukraine's leaders is also on the table. Also coming up, Ukraine says its forces have retaken a key town near the capital, Kiev. The Ukraine's president warns Russian troops are regrouping to seize it back. And elsewhere, the country continues to suffer heavy damage. And after years of neglect, the German military is suddenly flush with cash. We'll take a look at Germany's military shopping list as the country races to upgrade its armed forces to guard against threats from Russia. I'm Anya Coopers-McKinnon. Welcome to the programme. Russia says it has decided to dramatically reduce military activity in northern Ukraine, including around the capital, Kyiv. Russia's Deputy Defence Minister Alexander Fomin made the remarks following a new round of peace talks with Ukraine in Istanbul. He said Russia had made the decision to increase mutual trust ahead of future negotiations. Tuesday's gathering was the first face-to-face meeting in more than two weeks. Guarantees for Ukraine's security were on the table, along with the possibility of Kyiv agreeing to long-term military neutrality. Let's cross straight to our correspondent, Dorian Jones, in Istanbul. Dorian, Turkey's foreign minister said that the two sides made the most meaningful progress since the start of the negotiations uh, at these talks in Istanbul today. Would you say that that's a fair assessment? Well, to be honest, it doesn't take much uh, to achieve that goal, given the fact that so little has been achieved in the previous negotiations. But having said that, it does appear that the two delegations really did engage in key issues that need to be resolved for any hope of peace. The question of Russia's demand on uh, Ukraine become neutral uh, was was discussed, along with Ukraine's calls for security guarantees. Talk of eight countries providing that security guarantee, including Poland, Israel and Turkey. It's unclear whether those countries would be prepared to sign up to such an agreement, but it's a sign that the sides are talking. Also, the question about the breakaway republics of Luhansk and Donbass and the annexed Crimea was also a key issue that was discussed. Uh, possible talks, possible compromise was an Ukrainian suggestion that Ukraine, Crimea could possibly be the subject of a 15-year-long consultation period, although that is linked to the end of all hostilities. So it is a sign that two sides are engaging in key issues which are needed to be result. But at the end of the day, it all depends what happens in the conflict on the ground. At the moment, it appears that Ukraine has fought the Russians to a standstill. There is this uh, uh, uneasy uh, uh, balance of power at the moment. Whether that continues will be key to whether this continued progress on these negotiations uh, continues. Mm -hmm. So a good amount covered today, obviously. But uh, the next step, how likely is it that the Ukrainian and Russian presidents might meet uh, in person anytime soon? 
Well, that really is key to resolving this conflict, and both sides, I think, do recognize that. While the Ukrainian president, uh, Volodymyr Zelensky, has been calling for direct talks with his Russian counterpart, Vladimir Putin, even before Russia invaded, uh, Russia, for now at least, is ruling out any talks, saying that they can only happen when there are tangible issues to be discussed, where there is a potential agreement can be reached. Now, that's where these negotiations at the moment are so important, and whether they continue, whether they can bring some kind of framework in which the presidents can come together. At the moment, it's unclear whether there will be further talks, but the Turkish foreign ministry are saying that their next goal is to bring the Russian and, and the Ukrainian foreign ministers together. They met early this month. Nothing happened at that talks, but the hope is that these, these talks, which are seen as being positive, whether these foreign ministers, they can get together, can continue this progress, and at the end of the day, lay out a framework which can bring the two presidents together. Now, we've heard that the Ministry of Defense uh, of the Russian Federation says that it will fundamentally cut back military activity in northern Ukraine. Can we see this as a sign that Russia is ready to step back to a certain extent? Well, I think it all depends whether this happens and what does Russia mean by significant drawbacks. Very ambiguous words here. It's expected people will be looking, especially Ukraine, whether Russia matches these words with positive action. If it does that, then this will certainly be seen probably the most positive, concrete outcome of these talks in Istanbul. And that will lay the basis for possible future talks and ultimately the meeting of the two presidents and the hope of bringing some kind of peace to the end of this conflict. But there's still a long way to go and people are still very nervous whether this progress that we've possibly achieved in Tuesday, uh, Tuesday's talks can be sustained. Dorian Jones in Istanbul, thank you. And we can talk now to Stefan Meister. He is with the German Council on Foreign Relations and an expert in Russian security and foreign policy. Mr. Meister, welcome to DW. Now, Russia says it's scaling back operations uh, in order to create an atmosphere of trust. Can we really be sure that these peace talks are happening in good faith? I think it is, first of all, a strategic move from the Russian side um, to, to create options. Uh, the, the whole war is not, not going how uh, Putin and uh, the Russian leadership has planned this war. Uh, and it, it needs a kind of an option uh, to, to, ha to declare victory. And it could, could be about um, eastern Ukraine. Uh, but I think there is no trust. Yeah, I think there is no trust at all. Russian leadership was attacking or Russia was attacking uh, Ukraine. It was lying several times on, on what are the goals. It was changing also rhetorically its goals. So I think um, we have to wait uh, until we can really this uh, can really assess what this this uh, move now really means. Could we see it as some kind of positive step or should we remain completely suspicious of what the Russians are saying? No, I think it's it's the most positive step we have seen in, in all this war. And I think uh, we clearly understand that that Russia has, has high loss also of material and of people and uh, it cannot win this war. Yeah, it, and it, it, it might stuck for long in Ukraine. So I think that there might be a step out of Ukraine in terms of just keeping a part of it uh, and, and then uh, maybe move later to Kiev again. But I think Kiev is for the time being not the main target of the Russian attack and that that's, that's already positive. 
Um, we're hearing talk of the idea of a neutral Ukraine. Do you see Putin accepting a neutral Ukraine? And would a neutral Ukraine, in fact, ever be enough for Putin and his uh, ambitions? The question is what neutral Ukraine means. Yeah, so I think we don't, don't talk about Austria uh, yeah, in terms of, of status, but it, it, it is about uh, uh, lack of sovereignty of Ukraine, no, no, uh, not joining any military alliance and not really having security guarantees, but always being threatened also by, by Russia and need, need also to take into consideration Russian interests. Yeah, so I think that's the neutrality Russia is thinking about. And if this kind of neutrality is acceptable for Ukraine, then I think there might be uh, an agreement. Yeah, but I think for me, this is an euphemism. Uh, uh, what, what Russian leadership is using with this neutrality term. So it's really about the conditions. Um, let's talk about the, the, the talks that have been taking place um, in Istanbul today. Can you describe Turkey's role in all of this? Yeah, I think the, the advantage of Erdogan is that he's, he's, his country is, is NATO member, and at the same time, he has a good relationship with, uh, with uh, Mr. Putin. Uh, he, he loves these kind of diplomatic formats, and he's really, it's really upgrading him also, yeah, his role in, in European security. At the same time, Turkey has really direct interests. It, it has interest on, on stability and security in the Black Sea region. Um, it has economic interest. Russians are a major part of, of tourists also traveling to, to Turkey. Um, yeah, so I think there are, there are several issues. Turkey has, has really direct interests. And I think in this sense, it makes sense, yeah, that, that Erdogan is providing this platform. Stefan Meister with the German Council on Foreign Relations. Thanks so much. Yeah, one welcome. Now, on the ground in Ukraine, the situation is a mixed picture. Tens of thousands of civilians remain trapped in dire humanitarian conditions in the besieged port city of Mariupol. And in the southern city of Mykolaiv, several people were reported killed when a Russian missile hit a regional government building. Dozens more were wounded. But Ukrainian forces, for their part, are recapturing territory from the Russian aggressors. Gunfire in the Ukrainian town of Irpin. Here, Ukraine says it has made new gains in repelling Russia's invasion. The town on the outskirts of Kyiv was taken after fierce battles and heavy shelling. President Zelensky announced the recapture but warned the situation is still tense. The occupiers are being pushed away from Irpin, pushed away from Kyiv. However, it is too early to talk about a secure situation. The fighting continues. Ukrainian soldiers are expecting further attacks and have been preparing to hold their ground. One soldier explained they were able to push back Russian forces three to four kilometers from their positions. The snipers work. When we worked here, the snipers were shooting at us. More than 60,000 people used to live in Irpin. Many of them were forced to flee. Some managed to escape fighting on the front line to get to Kyiv. I just pray to God for salvation. I pray every day for the soldiers who defend us. Let them have courage, God. Let them have strength. 
Ukrainian troops say they were also able to retake control of the town of Trostyanest in the northeast, close to the border with Russia. Russian army tanks and artillery were left behind after counterattacks by Ukrainian forces. And in nearby Kharkiv, the war has left homes and streets in ruin. The besieged city of Mariupol is still contending with a major humanitarian crisis. 160,000 people are trapped without food, water and power. At least 5,000 have been killed. Officials have renewed their appeal for people to be evacuated. Even with peace talks underway, Russian troops continue to bombard defense facilities in Ukraine. And Ukrainian soldiers are determined to stand firm against Russia's aggression. Now, Amnesty International has accused Russia of committing war crimes in Ukraine. The human rights group says the Russian army is deliberately targeting civilians and striking hospitals, schools and apartment buildings. The invasion has uprooted more than six million people within Ukraine and has sent almost four million refugees into neighboring countries. Earlier, I spoke to the Secretary General of Amnesty International, Agnes Kalamar, and asked her about the kinds of human rights violations that Amnesty is currently monitoring in Ukraine. Um, I think the best way of describing the situation is to say that the country is in fire, is on fire. Uh, we have been uh, documenting an escalation of uh, human rights and humanitarian law violations, including the indiscriminate or deliberate targeting of civilians, civilians infrastructure such as hospitals and schools. Uh, we know that uh, in cities under siege, humanitarian corridors are not functioning, trapping people uh, in, the, in those um, cities. We have uh, also documented the use of weapons which have a, a disproportionate impact, weapons many of which have actually uh, been uh, the object of, um, of contravention under international law. So the situation right now is one of um, major, severe uh, suffering uh, imposed on the people of Ukraine. Had a glass accident? Or perhaps the ranch slider doesn't? Slide, that is. The rollers don't roll. Are your windows sticky? Or are they leaky? Leaking cold drafts. Sounds like you need to call Simon of iGlaze. Simon is an NZQA accredited glazier. He does it all. Glazing locks, rollers, hinges, seals, any and all windows, ranch sliders, glass makers, bathroom glass. He'll do it all. So give him a call. 021 2111-770 or pop into Olive Grove and ask Fleur Hey, where's Simon of iGlaze? Good morning, 27 past 6 This is Coast Access Radio Wednesday the 30th of March It's a mild sort of morning A little bit of drizzle in town if you're heading that way our next news from PMN News at 6.30. We'll check weather for the central region. Main centre forecasts, Dominion Post is here. And the new Everything Carpety email has arrived from the Carpety Coast District Council. We will check that for you around quarter past seven or so. Tomorrow is when Transmission Gully opens to traffic. Tomorrow. Early tomorrow. 
sometime early. 6.27 it is. This is Pterodactyl and the Dinosaurs. Pterodactyl and the Dinosaurs Seaside Shuffle with the lead vocals of Jonah Louie in the kitchen at parties. Half past six now. New Zealand and Fiji have reinforced their strong relationship by signing an expanded partnership statement in Suva. The signing of the Induavata partnership is part of Foreign Minister Nanaya Mahuta's visit to the Pacific region in her role. Elijah Fafiu has more. The Duavata partnership will allow New Zealand and Fiji to increase their cooperation in areas such as foreign policy, climate change, trade, security and development. Prior to the signing, the Naya Mahuta and Fijian Prime Minister Josiah Varenge Banyumarama discussed climate change cooperation, each country's COVID-19 outbreak and support for Pacific regionalism. The Naya Mahuta says the new statement of partnership underlines the importance of Fiji to New Zealand as a member of its Pacific family. Prime Minister Baini Marama extended his appreciation to New Zealand for their support in their recovery from climate change and COVID-19. Meanwhile, the Solomon Islands Prime Minister has come out swinging against criticism over a controversial security arrangement it's about to sign with China. The deal could allow Beijing to station military forces there. In Parliament, Manasseh Sukovari says the negotiations are in the best interest of the Solomon Islands. We find it very insulting, Mr. Speaker, to be branded as unfit to manage a 
of sovereign affairs. But that does not mean that we are insensitive. Mr. Speaker, I made, made, made that clear. We're insensitive to the unfortunate perception held by many leaders that the region's security is threatened by the presence of China in the region. This is utter nonsense, Mr. Speaker. And still in the Pacific, uh, the island of New has two more cases of COVID-19, bringing the number of active cases at the border to six. All active cases arrived on Monday last week from New Zealand and are in isolation. Premier of New Dalton Tangelangi says all cases have no symptoms and the country will remain in alert level yellow to make sure the virus is contained at the MIQ facilities. And back here to sports, Moana Pacifica back Solomon Ikata says despite their loss to the Blues last night, the Pacific side deserves to be in the Super Rugby Pacific competition. Moana lost to the Blues 32 points to 19 after a hard-fought match that could have gone either way. Kata, who's a former Warrior player and made his debut last night, says that they have proven to the competition that they deserve to be there. You know, as a Pacific Islander, you know, we belong in this game, you know. From the start of the game, Super Rugby, you know, the Islanders deserve to be in there. You know, and here we go. We are one of Pacifica, and I'm pretty sure the team now, they have to, you know, they have to put their, their best team to play against us as a, you know, as a Mono Pacifica. You know, but what you're saying, yeah, we belong to be here. For more, you can visit pmnnews.co.nz. Mulch, 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 mulch. Want their dream garden? Want their lush lawn? Want delicious homegrown veggies? Coastal Landscape Supplies has it all. Top quality organic weed-free soil, mulch, compost, veggie mix and lawn mix. To sow, re-sow, plant and grow. Available in bags or bulk. Coastal Landscape Supplies. Trusted in Carpety for over 25 years. Or Mahi Street, Waikanae. Don't forget your trailer, truck or ask about the delivery service. Mulch, 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 mulch. Post Access Radio Weather, courtesy of the Dominion Post. Good morning, the time 26 to 7. It's Wednesday, the 30th of March, and it should be another fine day through Hordafenua and Kapiti. Just a few clouds here and there, and essentially light southerlies. Another warm day, 23 or 24 expected. We touched 23 yesterday, 11 overnight tonight. Tomorrow, last day of March, sees fine weather and light winds. Again, highs in the low 20s, 21 to 23 by Friday. 1st of April becoming cloudy with southerlies in 19. Weekend at this stage, Saturday partly cloudy, showers forecast for Sunday. Now into Wellington, low cloud and drizzle this morning, then cloud breaking up for a while this afternoon with southerlies and a high of 20. Wonder, wonder if some of that cloud is scraping the top of Transmission Gully. Partly cloudy southeasterlies, two and a high of 23 there today. Now, for central New Zealand in Whanganui, partly cloudy southeasterlies, a warm 25. Partly cloudy southeasterlies, 24 for Taranaki today. In the Wairarapa, some scattered rain becoming confined to the Taradua district from the afternoon. Southeasterlies, 22 for Masterton. Hawke's Bay, scattered rain. Southerlies easing this evening, 22. Blenheim and Marlborough today, some low cloud about the sounds and the Kaikoura coast. And morning drizzle, otherwise mainly fine. Southeasterlies in 21. Auckland today, a fine day. Light winds, 26. 
In Auckland, Christchurch, morning and evening, low cloud, otherwise fine, northeasterlies developing, 19. In Dunedin, morning and evening, low cloud or fog, otherwise fine, northeasterlies, and 20. No gale warnings out to sea today and no significant swell for our inshore waters. Next tide will be high tide at half past nine on the coast, low tide at 20 to 4. And sunrise at 27 minutes to 8. Sunset will be 17 past 7. Fairly fine conditions here, but as I mentioned, a little bit of drizzle and moisture further south towards Wellington this morning. Just a light variable wind, 5 to 8 kilometres per hour, pressure at 1,018, 93% humidity. 15 in Pukerua Bay, Paikakariki 15 and a half, 12 in Otaki, 11 and a bit in Levin, but 15 in Foxton and Shannon. Apparently, Wellington City with that drizzle, 14 and a half degrees. 14 in Waikanae and Potaporamu's dropped to 14. Traffic steady this morning as you head south through Hortofenua Kapiti. No major disruptions, usual roadworks in places. State Highway 1 flowing fairly well. And merging at Mackay's, you're still on State Highway 59 for another maybe less than 24 hours. Now they're talking about the early hours of tomorrow morning opening transmission galley to the public. But at this stage, still closed, still shut. Yes, they've got a ribbon-cutting ceremony in just over an hour. But transmission galley not open to the public or traffic until possibly the early hours of tomorrow morning. So in the meantime, you're on State Highways 1 and 59. And traffic's flowing fairly well, light to moderate. A little busy south of Paikakariki. Light to moderate coming in from the Hutt Valley in Petoni, but no major problems. Could be a little wet in places with a bit of drizzle around and low cloud like yesterday in parts of Wellington, some of the higher suburbs. Take care, no reports of accidents or crashes, highways all open at the moment, just checking further north, still dark through the central North Island Desert Road this time next week, it won't be. It's just lightening up there, but it looks pretty good on the Desert Road, the mountains standing out this morning. Anything else, let us know, please. Public transport, the train's fairly much on schedule. The Metlink services leaving Waikanae pretty much on time this morning. No major disruptions. Capital Connections coming down on time again. Later in the day, they talk about maybe some cancelled trains due to staff shortages. Buses similar, but the morning trains seem to be all right. This morning, Kapiti Coast Airport tells us Air Chathams should get away at 5 to 7 this morning. Now on the big board at Wellington Airport, three or four cancelled flights this morning, possibly because some were cancelled last night. Couldn't come in due to the low cloud at Wellington Airport. One, two, three, four flights this morning. Air New Zealand flight to Auckland at a quarter to eight. NZ 406 or 40. I still can't read that. Writing's too small. But that's cancelled at 7.45. 7.45 Christchurch flight, NZ 5335 cancelled, NZ680 to Auckland at 8.15 cancelled, and NZ5341 to Christchurch at 5 past 9, showing us cancelled on the board. Ferries though, Inter-Islander and Bluebridge expected to sail to schedule currently. The Valentine got away this morning from Wellington at 6.30. Is that just a um, freight sailing Kaitaki due to leave at 8.45. Commuter information here at Coast Access Radio. Good morning, 22 to 7. We've made it to Wednesday. We'll look at today's thick Dominion Post in just a moment.
This is Richard Belletti in New York having dinner listening to Todd Zayner for breakfast on Coast Access Radio. <laughs> Thanks, Richard. 21 minutes to 7 already on the freeway or the motorway 24 hours stuff. One of the most amazing names of a band in the music business, they're called the Meat Puppets. A song called Lost, Lost on the Freeway, Lost on the Motorway. You won't get lost on Transmission Gully, will you? Early hours of tomorrow morning, supposedly for the public. 18 to 7, Coast Access Radio, welcome to Wednesday, Todd Zayner for breakfast. 
Yes, I am looking forward to the opening. It's an amazing engineering feat, this transmission gully, when you get to drive on it. I haven't driven on it yet. I haven't looked at it apart from the virtual pictures online. But I'm looking forward to it. Like so many others, be patient. I've waited this long. 17 to 7. Have a look at the paper shortly. After 7, I'll go through this week's edition of Everything Carpety from the Carpety Coast District Council. The email newsletter that appears. It came a fraction late yesterday, yesterday afternoon. But it's here, so we'll check that out for you. A few other bits and pieces going on in the community today. Middle of the week Wednesday. No, don't call it hump day. You know I don't like that. Thick paper today in the Dominion Post. Why is it so thick? A couple of liftouts. Front page of the paper. A couple of stories. Worry over new viral waves. Fears imported flu and measles could add strain to health system over winter. Ah, oh, just what we need. So we'll have to have the flu jab. The regular annual flu jab must be coming up soon. Let's read about that. All that worry on the front page of the paper. And also, gift of Māori name possible for Gully, Transmission Gully. Read about that on the front page and through the paper. As I mentioned before, ribbon-cutting ceremony. All the dignitaries. Where are they doing that exactly? One end or the other. The Prime Minister's involved with that, and that occurs in about an hour or so. Then tomorrow morning, they reckon early hours of tomorrow morning should be open. Southbound first, then northbound. Page two. Softer fair pay bill still riles businesses. Head of the CTU says New Zealand is one of the only countries in the world not to have some form of minimum awards like this. And also fair pay agreements. Will they be an election issue? Page three. Petition, no grounds for entry. Vaccine protesters arrive at Parliament to deliver a petition to a national MP. Didn't know that happened. Hutt City Council has dropped vaccine passes. I guess a lot of businesses will start to do that. It's still confusing. Some do, some don't. You don't have to scan anymore, do you? QR codes at a lot of places are gone. From the whited up, a car cash stripped from dope grower. Read about that. And liver cancer claims a promising rugby player out of the Hawke's Bay. Page three. Page five, Labour MP Louisa Wall. Gibbs resignation. I hadn't realised she'd been in Parliament 14 years, Louisa Wall. Gosh. Solomon's Prime Minister hits out at China security deal critics, as you may have heard in the 6.30 news. That's on page five. Page six, limited notice of old trees felling in and around Whiteman's Valley. Ferries struggling to meet vehicle bookings demand. Page six. More news, pages eight and nine. The headlines on page eight. Community still under emergency in Taidafati. Gisborne area. Families still in poverty despite rising benefits. Soldiers set alight during training at Linton. Blimey. What's all that about? Pages 8 and 9. 
So on page 8, Brian Tamaki has been allowed to go on holiday. Is that a news item? You can read why on page 8. A political meme has gone. Something on the news about it. National Party's taken down a meme posted. Someone posted. Comparing the government to Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. And an Auckland grandmother is going to buy a new house after winning $28 million in lotto. Good honour. Government urged to delay deep-sea mining rules. Luxon not backing acts call for treaty referendum. And an air traffic controller has been cleared to work. Yes, it's COVID. Page 11, big front page, a big full page story rather, Motorist's Guide to Transmission Gully. Ben Strang's done a nice piece answering some of the questions that you might have, so read about that. All on page 11, more news pages 13, changes or changing scene of capital's cuisine. Economic experts set challenge on climate, pages 14 and 15. news today. Wellington's Creative Voice, page 19, then the business news from page 21 onwards. Letters to the editor today, page 26. One Levin letter, not too many letters today, but one Levin letter there. And a quick check of the sport on the back page in the sports section. Did you watch the rugby last night? Battle of the forwards. Blues pushed all the way in the end. Blues did win over Moana Pacifica. We've got another game on Saturday. And the Black Caps cruise to victory against the Netherlands. Did you know that was on? In the first of three one-dayers? One by, what, seven wickets? So that's on the back page. Hills are alive with the sound of medals. More winter sport medals. Which is marvellous. Snow sports. So read all about that. A bit more football than rowing, rugby league, football. America's Cup set for Barcelona. Yeah, just shows what an elitist sport, unfortunately, it is. Really. Stars to farewell Shane Warne as well. Thumbs down for veteran All Blacks lock, Brody Retallick. A bit more domestic cricket as well and why is the paper so thick couple of lift outs the life lift out which you normally get on a wednesday and something else called the forever project big lift out the paper today so plenty of reading in the darn post get yours from good outlets please today thank you time is 10 to 7 at coast access radio a lot of people on social media asking is it going to be open today today no it's going to be officially opened transmission gully early hours of tomorrow morning apparently what time exactly don't know when it's ready the early hours of tomorrow morning southbound and then northbound will be opened up but not today not today not yet Tony says she hasn't heard the train capital connection train control said it was going to be on time this morning so assume. Sometimes it glides through. Don't hear it. Metlink services running to schedule at the moment, pretty much. Yep. Everything else
else looks good. A few cancelled flights at Wellington Airport due to low cloud. Low cloud came in yesterday and disrupted some flights and still some flights disrupted this morning too. So just beware if you're flying with Air New Zealand to Auckland or Christchurch. Please. That's as much as we can tell you. Nine minutes to seven it is. Coast Access Radio for this last Wednesday of the monthly penultimate day of a quarter of a year gone. Blimey. Some businesses start their new business year on Friday, don't they? The 1st of April. Some do. Nine to seven. Time for travel. The travelling Wilburys. You remember last night? She was there at the bar. She heard my guitar. She was long and tall. She was the queen of them all.
thinking about last night. What happened? Travelling Wilburys at Coast Access Radio. Five minutes to seven it is already. This coming Sunday, which will be incidentally the first day of New Zealand Standard Time, coincidentally, there's a wonderful concert happening, an acoustic live event in the Ohau Community Hall in Muhanoa West Road in Ohau. What a wonderful venue for a concert taking place Sunday afternoon from three to about five. Cousin Alice and John Sanders are going to be performing. Cousin Alice and John Sanders. If you're into Celtic, West African folk sort of music, you're going to have a real treat. Get along and be entertained by Cousin Alice and John Sanders. Now, tickets are available at the door, just $20 door sales per person. Parking is plentiful, large hall, chairs will be spaced out, and so on. You will need vaccine passes still. That protocol still in place. They say vaccine passes will need to be cited, and mask-wearing optional when seated. But this is all go this Sunday. Doors open at 2.30. Concert starts at 3 o'clock. Door sales $20, and any contributions to afternoon tea would be greatly appreciated. It's a non-for-profit show, you see. So get along and enjoy it. Very enjoyable time this Sunday afternoon. Music and song, an acoustic live event with John Sanders and Cousin Alice in Ohau, in the Ohau Community Hall, Muhanoa West Road. Be a part of it. We're proud to give that some publicity here at Coast Access Radio. Three minutes to seven. Buying a new home or an investment property? You'll need a lawyer. Best practice can help you. Buying your first home? Those KiwiSaver forms can be tricky to fill out. You'll need a lawyer. Best practice can help you. Selling a property or subdividing? You'll need a lawyer for that too. Best practice can help you. Hi, it's Trish here from Best Practice Lawyers. You will love working with the best team because we know what we're doing and we get results. Call us now. Stand by for RNZ News and Sport at 7 We'll update weather and traffic for you, Nigel Hopkins, after seven Also, And we'll have a look at the Everything Carpety email from the Carpety Coast District Council. This is the group called Circle. It's much to prove the summer's day To waste running round in the city But
Matamaria, good morning. Ko Nicola right there, naming our Pito Pito Korero, RNZ News at 7. The next America's Cup will be held in Barcelona, in Spain. A bid from the government and the Auckland Council to hold the event on Waitemata Harbour has been turned down by Team New Zealand and the Royal New Zealand Yacht Squadron. Team New Zealand Chief Grant Dalton says there wasn't enough money invested into holding the event in Auckland to cover costs. He says the government and Auckland City Council pledged about $90 million, but only $30 million was tangible money. What do New Zealanders think about an organisation that would surrender, lie down, be run over by a truck and give away the America's Cup that they've worked so hard to get if they stayed in New Zealand for this edition? Grant Dalton says holding the races in Barcelona will create a spectacular event and expand its global appeal. Auckland's Mayor Phil Goff says the city's residents will be disappointed that the America's Cup will be held overseas, but commercial interests have won out. He told Morning Report the last Cup in Auckland was a great event. Most of us regard uh, the America's Cup as an international sporting event, uh, but in fact it's a business venture, and the latter consideration clearly has prevailed in this decision. Aucklanders will feel let down and disappointed. They've made the investment, the facilities... The uh, infrastructure is there, it's ready to go. We proved its success last time. Mr Goff says the offer from the government and the council was a good one. Russia says it will drastically reduce its military activity around Kiev and northern Ukraine after peace talks in Turkey. Its deputy defence minister says it wants to increase mutual trust and create the conditions for further negotiations. Ukrainian negotiators say they proposed Ukraine adopt a neutral status in return for security guarantees. The BBC's Anna Foster reports from the western city of Lviv. The Istanbul talks appear to be significant, with more concessions gained than at previous meetings held in Belarus. Even as these announcements were made, the fighting in Ukraine has continued. In the southern port city of Mykolaiv, seven people were killed and 22 injured when a regional administration building was hit by a Russian rocket. And thousands of civilians remain trapped in Mariupol, with no word yet of any successful evacuations today. Transmission Gully is being officially opened this morning, but the public won't get to drive on the new road until tomorrow. A ribbon-cutting ceremony is being held shortly for the 27-kilometre motorway from Wellington through Carpetsy. Hamish Cardwell reports. Walker Kortahi won't say exactly when on Thursday people will be able to drive along the $1.2 billion highway because it doesn't want them queuing and causing gridlock or safety hazards. The opening comes after a string of delays stretching back to 2020. Penciled opening dates were dropped after the fifth attempt to open the road was missed before Christmas. But two weeks ago, Waka Kotahi told contractor Wellington Gateway Partnership the motorway must open by the end of the month. A blessing ceremony for the link roads connecting Porirua suburbs to Transmission Gully was held yesterday. Canterbury has almost three times the rate of new COVID-19 infections as Auckland as the outbreak shifts south. The number of new cases in the region yesterday was almost the same as in Auckland, which has a population roughly three times larger. Despite the rise, Christchurch Hospital's emergency department says it's not seeing the big increase in patients that Auckland did. The clinical director, Mark Gilbert, says it's probably the result of high vaccination rates and what he calls a stellar job being done by GPs. He says redeployed managed isolation nurses and dental therapists have been helping staff the emergency department amid some shortages. 
The police watchdog, the Independent Police Conduct Authority, admits it doesn't have the resources to do its job properly. The authority struggling to cope as complaints against the police have risen nearly 65% in the past three years. Guy Espiner reports. Chairman Judge Colin Doherty says he's happy with the quality of the IPCA's work, but says people wait too long to have their complaints investigated due to a lack of resources. In an interview for an RNZ investigative series on police shootings, Judge Doherty also said the IPCA should have the power to prosecute police. The current law limits it to just making recommendations. He also wants it to be fully independent, not to answer to the government as it does now, but to Parliament, like the Ombudsman and the Auditor-General. An Auckland local board politician is urging council planners not to dismiss a call to ban private helipads. A new report largely rejects requests that helipads in the city and on Hauraki Gulf Islands be more tightly regulated. But the Waitemata local board deputy chairperson, Alex Bonham, says the case against private helicopters is clear. I would like to ask in return, when? Give me one example of when it is appropriate to have a private helicopter take off and landings in a mid-density or high-density residential area. The report on helipads goes to the council's planning committee tomorrow. The Queen has made her first public appearance in five months at a memorial service to her husband, Prince Philip, who died last year. Just 30 mourners were able to attend his funeral because of COVID-19 rules. At a special service today at London's Westminster Abbey, the Queen was joined by the extended royal family, including her great-grandchildren. The 95-year-old monarch's cut back on public duties since she spent a night in hospital last October for an unspecified illness. That was followed by other health concerns, including an injury and a recent bout of COVID-19. In sport, the Black Caps have won the first one-day international against the Netherlands by seven wickets, with Will Young scoring his maiden ODI century. Chasing 203 to win in Mount Maunganui last night, Young hit the winning runs with a boundary, which also brought up his ton, as New Zealand secured victory with more than 11 overs to spare. Try to set a good platform um, after that first 10. After that, look to take solid options and, and score off as many balls as possible through those middle overs. And then, yeah, nice to, nice to finish it off at the end there. The second of three ODIs is in Hamilton on Saturday. Meanwhile, all-rounder Elise Perry has been ruled out of Australia's Women's World Cup semi-final against the West Indies today in Wellington with a back issue. The Blues beat Moana Pacifica 32-19 in their rescheduled Super Rugby clash at Mount Smart Stadium last night to claim their fourth win in five games. The two teams meet again at Eden Park on Saturday. And New Zealand squash player Joelle King has won her opening match at the British Open. That's the news. Hi. Hey, Lucy. Whakarongo my Lavinians. Hey, are you a bit lazy like me? Oh, wait, I mean forgetful. Yeah, forgetful. Well, whether you're lazy, forgetful, or maybe a full bin is really too hard for you to wrangle. See what I did there, wheelie? Anywho, Lucy's lovely lavender bins are still available in Levin. And the beauty about this service, apart from sexy-looking bins, Lucy's team will collect the bin and empty it for you. No remembering which day is bin day and getting it to the curb on time. Lucy's has a date with your bin, so they'll find it and empty it. You just fill it and forget. 
Call Lucy's Bins today, 0508 787 753, 0508 787 753, or Google Lucy's Bins to learn more. Coast Access Radio Weather, courtesy of the Dominion Post. Good morning, 8 past 7. It is a a good morning for this Wednesday, the 30th of March. Weather-wise, another fine day, basically, just a few clouds here and there. And southerlies, mild again, 23 or 24 expected in the region today. That's certainly well above average. It was 23 yesterday, 11 overnight tonight. Tomorrow, the last day of March, another fine day in light winds. Highs again, 21 to 23. Come Friday, it's April Fool's Day, becoming cloudy and southerlies in 19. At this stage for the weekend, it's a long weekend, a longer weekend by an hour, because we turn the clocks back early Sunday morning, don't we? On Saturday, partly cloudy, showers forecast for Sunday. Wellington, low cloud and drizzle this morning, but wet in town, then cloud breaking up for a while this afternoon with southerlies 20 in the city today, 23 in Manawatu, partly cloudy. And southeasterlies, no gale warnings out to sea. Let's check our marine forecasts first locally. Kapiti Recreational Area inshore from Waitadere to Pukadua Bay and out to Kapiti Island till midnight. Variable winds of 5 knots but southwest 10 for a time this afternoon. Sea slight, fine with some high cloud. And tomorrow, variable 5 knots, more fine weather. Cook Strait today, southerly 20 knots, easing to 10 knots south of Cape Terafiti. In the evening, moderate sea easing in the south, very poor visibility and scattered drizzle easing in the afternoon, areas of fog possible this morning and again in the evening for Cook Strait. Next tide on the coast, high tide at half past nine and low tide at 20 to four this afternoon. Sunrise, 27 minutes to eight. Sunset, 17 past seven at the moment. It's a fairly fine morning. Saw the crescent moon nice and early this morning. Just a light variable Wind around the place doesn't seem to be any one direction particularly. 7 to 11 kilometres per hour at the moment. Pressure at 1,018, 96% humidity. Pukadua Bay 15, Paikakariki 15, 12 in Otaki, 11 in Levin, 14 for Foxton and Shannon, and just above 17 degrees in Palmerston North with the easterly. Bit of drizzle falling in Wellington City this morning with a light to moderate southerly. Coming through 14 and a bit degrees in Wellington. Waikanae at the moment 14 and Poroporamu gone up to 15 degrees. Steady traffic this morning through Hordafenable Kapiti southbound. Good driving conditions, roads are dry, just watch the usual roadworks in places. Now with the major problems that we're aware of this morning, uh, you're not on Transmission Gully yet. Tomorrow morning at this time, in theory, you should be. State Highway 59 still at the merge point at Mackay's. Seems to be flowing fairly steadily through there this morning. A fair bit of traffic on that section of highway south of Paikakariki. And then further south, light to moderate Moderate coming in from the Hutt Valley in Petone Way this morning. Maybe a bit of low cloud and drizzle about again. Newlands-Johnsonville Way. Low cloud and foggy patches since yesterday. So just take care. Fair bit of traffic down the Nauranga Gorge this morning also. So a little busy into town, but not too bad. No other problems that we're aware of. Just drive to the conditions once you get into the drizzly capital city this morning. Beautiful day further north. Central North Island Desert Road. Nice and clear 
this morning through there at Inwood Tuckers. A little bit of drizzle and low cloud also. Transmission Gully tomorrow morning, two-ish, three-ish tomorrow morning, they reckon, for the public. Anything else, let us know. Trains pretty much on schedule, MetLink and Capital Connection pretty much on time coming down the line. Again, could be some disruptions later in the day due to staff shortages, but basically all leaving Wake and I on time. Buses are fine. At Chatham's getaway this morning at 5 to 7 from Kapiti Coast Airport. Be a nice day for a flight to Auckland. Still shows as scheduled on the board. Wellington Airport, there were four cancelled flights showing this morning. That's a bit of a carryover from yesterday. Some planes couldn't get into Wellington due to the low cloud and fog. Flights to Auckland and Christchurch in the next couple of hours, if you happen to be booked on those. Just check Air New Zealand services. Everything else seems to be on time. Ferry sailings, Blue Bridge and Inter-Islander expected to sail to their schedules. Our commuter information up to the minute at Coast Access Radio, your local community access station, Wednesday the 30th of March, 13 past 7. It is seems to be a lot of musical birthdays on this 30th of March. A lot to get through today. Listening to my dad on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. The woman whose voice you hear here in this song is 54 today. Do you know who it is? She's Canadian. So good side. good side And I 
Yes, it's Celine Dion's birthday today. 54 years young, her rendition of the old classic, You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Yogurt. First thing on this Wednesday, 30th of March, Coast Access Radio, 17 past 7. Good morning, Todd Zainer for breakfast. Less than 24 hours until you can drive legally. Transmission Gully will be a motorway, so no cyclists. It will be a motorway. It's a very good piece in the paper. Is at page 11. Ben Strang has written in today's Don Post. Q&As. So read up about that. Catch up with Nigel Hopkins shortly. Got a bit of local sport and word of the day. We'll check the birthday list and today in history as well after 7.30. And the new email from the Kapiti Coast District Council has arrived. Everything Kapiti, you can subscribe to that through the Kapiti Coast District Council website. In today's or this week's edition, one of the headlines says, And we're open. Artist applications for this year's Kapiti Coast Art Trail. Art Trail or Arts Trail? It says Art Trail and then... The graphics is arts. Applications for it open. Let's find out more about that. The KCDC's website. Also consultation on draft plan changes changes for intensification. Protecting and enhancing our open spaces. Media release there. And support for more alcohol controls, but more data is needed as well. Summer goes on pause, pause as in P-A-W-S, winter dog zones resume from Sunday with a change to New Zealand Standard Time. Did you know that the Mason Garb hockey turf has been replaced? Oh, I didn't realise that, just in time for the start of the hockey season. Let's read up about that. Could you be the capital photographer of the year? Read about that. Prizes to be won and temporary changes for bus transfers at Poroporamu Transport Hub as well, all aboard our public transport. Nice photo there. Paikakariki Station. So read up about that. Oh, exhibition as well. Wonderful exhibition. As well. Molly and Heloise Summer Works. Check that out in the gallery at Poroporambu Library and Grants Allocation Subcommittee meeting tomorrow morning at 9.30. Everything Kapiti. Subscribe to that through the Kapiti Coast District Council website, please. 19 past 7. The musical birthdays continue. Astrid Gilberto. 82 today. What do you mean, who's Astrid Gilberto? Astrid Gilberto is still alive, isn't she? 82 years young. Made famous with this, that lovely voice about the girl from Ipanema.
Astrid Gilberto, 82 years young today. 23 past 7, Coast Access Radio. Uh, reminder, I reminded you about this about a week or so ago and continue to remind you, a lot of people have signed up for the traffic updates, Horta Fenimore Kapiti Wellington Facebook page, the one that Kelly, Kelly Fox runs. 65,000 members, so you know it has to be pretty good, and she's got bumper stickers now available so help her out. The bumper stickers are just a dollar each. You can get them from all sorts of places like Mobile in Levin or the Echo Shop in Ultaki on the main highway. Joe and Joy Cafe just below us here in Mahara Place in Waikanae sell them. And HMC Kapiti in Kapiti Road, just a dollar each. And show your support for the traffic page, please. And that's going to be going 19 to the dozen, I would say. What's already doing that? today asking about transmission galley and so on tomorrow morning it opens to the public 24 past 7 coast access radio every Ryman retirement village is a vibrant community where you can make new friends and feel safe and secure around the clock our Charles Fleming village in Waikanae offers independent and assisted living rest home hospital and specialist dementia care Whatever you're looking for in a community, you'll find a warm welcome at Ryman. To find out more, search Charles Fleming Village or call Wendy on 293-1390. 
25 past 7 it is at Coast Access Radio on another nice-looking day for Wednesday. Nigel Hopkins is here. It's a warmish sort of morning, not cold this morning, is it? That's not too bad. I'm just thinking, looking at the Mahara Gallery roof. Boy, they picked the right week to put that back on again. Certainly coming along. (laughs) That's amazing, isn't it? It's a new type of roof, too, by the looks of it. They're supposed to put the old tiles back up. They are, are they? I think there's something new. I'm not sure, because they were certainly chucking those off. Down to the ground. That's dead right. Anyhow, well done. It's going to look rather nice. I think so. It's sort of a pity, and I say that kindly, that they're not doing the same thing to the old library. It's just sort of sitting there, isn't it? Oh, well, 2023. We have another round of public consultation. Ah, right. You know, we had about 25 of those already. Just bowl the bloody thing. (laughs) Well, they could do that or just gut it like they've done Mahara Gallery and put up some apartments there. Well, it leaks. It doesn't. It's yeah, well, building. If so. you gut it, you're not going to have leaks, are you? You're going to prevent yeah, that. Yeah, but all that's come through the wall. You just want to get rid of everything and start from oh. scratch, don't you? But I reckon shops below and uh, apartments above, boy. Yeah, I think apartments would be a good yep. thing, wouldn't it? Yep. yep. You could buy one and you'd be handy to work. Oh, right. That'd okay. be too, too handy. That'd be very handy. <laughs> that's very nice indeed. Yeah, uh-huh. because that's what they're going to discuss it uh, in. KCDC meeting tomorrow, aren't they? No. Intensity of building. You're oh. allowed to put three houses on your property, three stories high. Yeah. Well, oh, I don't think it's discussed tomorrow. I think it's open for consultation. Uh, we've always talked about they should put, you know, 25-story hotel blocks down at the beach somewhere, shouldn't they? Casinos, all that. That would attract everyone here. Absolutely. Now we've got a good road yes. to come up from Wellington. Why not? We could hold America Cup out here. Just about could. Yeah. What a joke that is. No, that's great news. Why? Well... New Zealand won it. It should be in New Zealand. Well, that's dead right. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, But I said to you the other morning it'll go to Spain. It certainly has. Now, Mm. whether Barcelona's got the money for it, that's the only other thing. So we'll have to keep our eyes on that. But, however, it's uh, a loss to Auckland in a big way. It is. I mean, they're talking of hundreds of millions Mm. of dollars. Not only Auckland, it's the whole of New Zealand. I mean, we missed out last time because of COVID. Uh, No COVID this time, and people will travel around the country. That's what they come for. What's the point of supporting it now if New Zealand wins it again in Barcelona? Who cares? Yeah, that's dead right. It'll be interesting (laughs) to see where they get the money from for that. Well, you can jump on board with half-price fares tomorrow. No, Friday. Oh, Friday. Oh, yep, from the yep. 1st of April, that's yep. right. Yep. Yep. Public transport. all Half price. Time. And that includes the Capital Connection. I didn't realise it was $35 one way on the Capital Connection, if you haven't got a monthly or whatever pass. From where? From Palmerston From North. Palmerston to Wellington. 35 bucks. You'd spend more than that in petrol. Wouldn't yeah, you? I know. But it's crikey. Cool. If you're working in Wellington and you're spending, say, a monthly pass, it'd be $20 uh, a day, I suppose. It's a tax write-off somewhere. Some oh, accountant it? would ah, sort it out, wouldn't right. they? Really? Aren't you? Mm. That's, that's good. And yep, we're looking forward to so the ribbon should be being cut about now, shouldn't it? Oh, for Transmission Gully? Yeah. Yeah, I think they might open it today, to be quite no, honest. No, they're not supposed to. It's oh. early hours of tomorrow morning. Yeah, no, I think it might be open today. I think they're just trying to stop people bolting down there to get onto it. Five bucks for that. You bet Chris Turver, when he was the Greater Wellington Regional Councillor, about 20 years ago, didn't you? Five dollars. We can't remember what the bet was for. No, I've got a feeling I, he was saying it was going to cost $250 million. I was saying it was going to cost over a billion dollars, but I'll have to ring Chris and find out because yeah. a five dollars worth about two dollars now. So oh, right. I'll go down and give it to him. Yeah. But anyhow, well done. Uh, let's hope once we get Otaki uh, Expressway open, it'll yeah. be a free flowing right through to, well, well, just north of Otaki. Then we get the bottleneck <laughs> again. Yeah, then you're, yeah, for another 20, yeah, 10 yes. years or so. It's going to be interesting. All right. We're just talking about the capital condition. It's going past now. Is it? it? Gosh, it's right on time today. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. All right. More from you after 7.30, please. Thank you very much.
29 past 7, I mentioned there's a lot of musical birthdays today. Here's another woman celebrating a birthday today. This woman's 58. Happy birthday, Tracy Chapman. This will take us to the news. A sharp decline in child immunization rates leave infants and children vulnerable to serious infections such as measles and whooping cough. Six-monthly immunization for Maori dropped from 70% in 2015 to 54% in June 2021. Director of Public Health Dr. Caroline McAlney says it is a global concern and an unintended outcome of lockdowns. We have a task force that's been put together to advise on what needs to happen to get those rates back up. That is something that has been seen in other countries and has been one of the unintended outcomes of lockdowns and the impact on services. But it's certainly something we are very concerned about and we do want to see those rates up and particularly for Māori. And Foreign Affairs Minister Nanaya Mahuta's first visit to the Pacific signals a fresh reset to New Zealand's relations with its Pacific neighbours. The minister is in Suva this week where she signed the Nduavata Partnership Aotearoa with Prime Minister Virok Banimarama. Nanaya Mahuta handed over 50,000 paediatric vaccine to help Fiji's COVID response. I just want to express my appreciation to the many health workers who uh, ensured that you now have 96% uh, vaccination rate, which is significant, and now you're working towards uh, rolling out paediatric doses. While in Suva, Nanaya Mahuta visited the Pacific Forum Secretariat. And living wage campaigner Annie Newman hopes the living wage will become the norm under the Fair Pay Agreement. Workplace Relations Minister Michael Wood introduced the Fair Pay Play Agreement Bill this week, which aims to ensure all workers get a fair go. Annie Newman says legislation Fair Pay will provide low-income workers a little more in the pocket to counter the inflation hikes. There's been a big difference in the moving together of the minimum wage and the living wage. And what we see is that fair pay agreements are going to be an opportunity for whole sectors that are very low paid with very poor conditions to start getting something that's more reasonable. So our expectation is that the living wage will become the norm in a fair pay agreement. And to sports, Moana Pacifica backer Solomone Kata says that Moana Pacifica needs to work on building momentum as opposed to feeling down when the game isn't in their favour. Moana lost to the Blues 32 points to 19 last night, but Kata says he believes a slight tweak in the team's attitude could have turned the game around. Because I think some of the boys, when we didn't score their one, some of the boys probably like, here we go again. Oh, they kind of dropped down a little bit. It probably needs this, 
It's the only thing we need to pick up is the, you know, if not going our way, just stay in there and just keep going, like, you know. For more, you can visit pmnnews.co.nz. Hi, Owen here from Auto Super Shop Cavity. Some may know us as Woodman Automotive, Mahi Street, Waikanae. I've been in the game now for over 50 years, and together, our team, we've got over 150 years of experience in our workshop, and with the latest tools and diagnostics to really look after your vehicle. Remember us, Auto Super Shop Cavity, 04293 7651. It's the place to stop your auto super shops. Post Access Radio Weather, courtesy of the Dominion Post. Good morning, 26 to 8. Beautiful morning through Hortofenua and Company with a few scattered clouds this morning. Essentially a fine day with a few clouds is the forecast today with lightish southerlies, lightish every now and then they gust up. But don't worry too much about that. Highs today 23 or 24. We had 23 yesterday, 11 overnight tonight. Fine day for the last day of March tomorrow with light winds. Again, highs Low 20s, 21 to 23. Friday, 1st of April, becoming cloudy with southerlies in 19. And then the weekend, which is longer by an hour, because standard time arrives back. Goodbye, daylight saving time. For Saturday, partly cloudy and a high of 19. Showers and 21 on Sunday. Now, Wellington, low cloud and drizzle this morning, then cloud breaking up for a while this afternoon with southerlies. 20 in town today. 23, Manawatu, partly cloudy in southeasterlies. No gale warnings out to sea. The situation, a low to the northeast of the country, moving slowly northeast while the ridge covers the South Island. A front moves northeast over the South Island late tomorrow and Friday, followed by a ridge on Saturday and Sunday. Just a slight sea for our inshore waters. No significant swell. High tide will be half past nine. Low tide at 20 to four this afternoon. Sun's up. It rose at 27 to eight. It'll be 26 to eight. Tomorrow and sunset, 17 minutes past 7. It's a fine morning, although it looks like some low cloud in the Rautarangi Channel between the mainland and Kapiti Island this morning, just drifting northwards, coming in from, well, the Wellingtonish area. A little bit of sunshine on Kapiti Island. We have a very light variable wind at the moment. Might be just a little southerly confluence, no more than 8 to 10 kilometres per hour. Pressure, 1,080-95% humidity. 15, Pukadua Bay, 15.5 in Paikakariki, 12 for Otaki. Levin's 11.5. Foxton's 15. Shannon's 15.5. See, 18 in Palmerston North currently. Wellington City, there's some lightish rain, light drizzly stuff, more than light drizzle. The southerly, 20 to 30k, 14 and a half in town, 14 currently in Waikanae, and 14 for Potopuramu. Out and about on the roads this morning, moderate flows heading south this morning through Hortofenua Kapiti, flowing fairly freely, and no problems at the merge point at Mackay's. Yes, you still have to drive State Highway 59 today. Tomorrow, hopefully, will be a different story. Steady traffic south of Paikakariki this morning on the web cameras, starting to just ease off a little bit. And the further south you get, the cloudier it gets. I wonder whether there's cloud scraping the top of the Wainui saddle this morning. You tend to get that, top of Transmission Gully. It looks quite misty and drizzly, Newlands-Johnsonville way this morning. Quite heavy traffic going down the gorge. That's good. Moderate flows coming in from the Hutt Valley and Petoni and pretty heavy going into the central city, which is a little unusual. 
this morning. It is wet in town, so just drive to the conditions when you get there. Beautiful day through the central North Island Desert Road, but a cloud also over the Irimutaka Hill Road. Thank you for those letting us know. Train's pretty much on time. Metlink Capital Connection at this stage running to schedule. Again, could be some disruptions this afternoon due to staff shortages. Buses are fine. Yeah, Chatham's got away this morning, did it, 5 to 7. Wellington Airport, there were f- at least four cancelled flights showing on the board this morning. Uh, Auckland and Christchurch flights and some rescheduled services also. Christchurch New Plymouth by half an hour or so. There's a few more than four now, quite a few flights cancelled. Hamilton flight now at 8.45 showing us cancelled. Told on the flight at 8.50 cancelled Christchurch flight at five past nine so just be wary of that that's a carryover from yesterday a few planes couldn't come in to Wellington with the low cloud and it looks like that's continuing today ferries though appear to be sailing to schedule there's our commuter information coast access radio 22 to 8 we'll check our schedules and programs Nigel's local sport and word of the day not far away continuing with the musical birthdays it's Todd Zayner for breakfast on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. The man singing or talking here, Stanley Burrell, is 60 today. Did you know? Oh, yeah. I'm glad I put this tape in. I'm just going to cruise down the road. Look at the stars in the sky. And drift off into the sweet memories that I have. Of a love that my heart has been searching for for so long, and I know somewhere, if I keep looking, that love I'll find. The picture grows clearer and clearer from the back to the front of my mind. And like love, a love I know I'll have, the girl that I want should be mine. Go. She's in my dreams and my heart, so let me know. Have you seen her? Have you seen her? I'm looking for that love. She's a thought and a vision in my memory. I haven't met her, but tell me where could she be? Have you seen her? I'm looking for that special love. Oh, love. Yo, Bill, tell me what's up. 
at the track, at the club, or out buying doves. If you've seen her, then I'll help her, cause I'm in love. His real name is Stanley Burrell, MC Hammer. Can't touch this. He's 60 years old today. Wonder if he's still got his parachute pants. MC Hammer. 17 to 8 Coast Access Radio. Todd Zainer for breakfast. There's a bit of noise right above your head at the moment, Nige. Can you hear that? It's I like, can. It's like rats. Like a big rat up there scraping away. Yeah, they're scraping away. They're doing a lot of work in this building, apparently, and just renovating and so on. Yep. The guys who were doing it yesterday afternoon set the fire alarm off. Ah. We had to right. evacuate. Did the fire engines arrive? Yes, they did. Right. Indeed. They did their job. Yes. As, as you would expect them yeah. to do. But it was sort of coincidental. We'd literally just locked the place up. No, oh, right. We'd set the alarm here. Yes. And then within about five seconds, the fire alarm went. So I had to come back in. Yeah. And then I set off the other the internal security, alarm. The security yeah. alarm. So, yeah. Uh, oh, dear. Can't win. What a day. Really? So, yeah, it sounds like scratching and yeah. you know, rats and whatever else crawling through the ceiling. Sure. Uh, Got to be done, you know. We'll put up with it, eh? We'll find out if anybody falls through here in due course. If you get some dust <laughs> on your head. Be asbestos dust. Eh? Might be asbestos dust. Oh, great. Well, yeah. That'll cure COVID, won't it? Yeah, it will. Oh, yeah. Thanks for that. 17 minutes to 8. More from Nigel in a moment with local sport. Word of the day. We'll check the birthday list in today in history. Our schedules and programs for today. It's Wednesday, so our Wednesday morning show with Graham Stevens to entertain and inform you. And then after the 10 o'clock news, he has his showcase program. Pete G's Hot Topic. Today, Pete G having a chat to Carl Weber. Normally on a Wednesday between 12.30 and 2, it's great tracks and side tracks with Peter Fleming, but he's got the day off today. That's all right. Immigrant Journeys program at 
And another reading from Karen. You know Karen at the Waikanae Baptist Op Shop. She's written a book. And you can hear another reading from that Experiences of a Little Owl at three today. Our political point of view program at half past four. Grinding Gears at 5.30. Comedy Corner at six. And if you missed our conversations, we'll repeat that for you at seven. This evening, Jill Stansfield's back at 7.30 with Age Friendly Cities. Jazz, Jazz Actualities with Adam Melville at eight. Sounds of Brass, Norm at nine. And Brian Clough, the American Connection Country Music Program at ten. More details on the website, coastaccessradio.org.nz, please. 7.45, local sport in just a moment, thanks to Bo Hanna Motors. Bo Hanna Motors, mobile service station, 24 Main Road, Waikanae, have been serving their community for 41 years and counting, and it's a service that counts. Whether it's on the forecourt, in the workshop, or in store, the team at Bo Hanna Motors will keep you moving. They pump diesel, 98, 91 have rock gas, LPG vehicle and bottle fill service. They stock Century vehicle batteries, tyre sales and repairs, an MTA approved workshop and warrant fitness inspections, a convenience store and even trailer hire too. For forecourt friendliness, car care and the extra mile with a smile, stop at Bohanna Motors, keeping the service in service station. Phone 293-6455. Time for our local sport for this day. Can you see anything? I'm just worried about the sea fog that seems to be rolling in. Mm, rolling in over Kapiti Island there at the moment. It's rolling past it, though, and the sun shining, so it'll burn it off quickly. Mm. Looking at the local sports news, thanks to Bohanna Motors for Wednesday, 30th of March. In Bowls News, Bowls Kapiti Coast Open Men Triples Champions for 2021-22 season is the Paraparaumi team of Reese and Marcel Harkins and Terry Johnson, who had a win over their fellow Paraparaumi Beach team of Ray Boffer, Shane Duncan and Gary Hedgman. The Harkins-Johnson team held the advantage all the way, finally winning 19-13. And the winners of the Bowls 3-5 championship is a Raumati team of Robert Nicholson, Trudy Nicholson and Mike Simonoff. The team has uh, triumphed after playing consistent quality bowls against talented opposition and a very strong wind on the day. This team will now represent Kapiti Coast in the national finals to be held in Nainai Indoor Facility in May and competing against 32 other teams. Netball, Coastlands Netball Kapiti will be hosting their Lewin Neri Year 7 and 8 Intermediate Tournament Saturday 9th of April. Now, Netball Kapiti invites Year 7 and 8 Intermediate teams to the one-day tournament from anywhere in our region and from further afield. And the organisers say that this competition is a great opportunity for clubs to give their teams a run before the winter competition begins. It is also open to mixed teams. Registrations close tomorrow, Thursday, 31st. Our cross-country running, Peter Ellis, has got the Kapiti Running and Tri Club all fired up for the coming season, with last Saturday being very successful, with a large number and lots of new faces. The club caters for all ages and ability, from the competitive runner to the joggers and walkers. And this Saturday, the club has a fun relays event at the Waikanae Park, 2pm, so Peter suggests if you would like to come along and join in with the family and friends to get a taste of what it's all about, you would be most welcome. And in hockey, Kapiti Hockey Club has an exciting new start to the season with a new top-notch water turf, which is just being installed, and if all goes well, we'll be ready for the start of the coming season. Now, the offset of this is good news. The old hockey turf is getting a second life at the Kapiti Softball Club, the Kapiti College, and the Paraparaumi Beach School. And that's your local sports news for Wednesday. Thanks to Bo Hanna Motors. That's fantastic, isn't it? That's you know world class, really. Mm. That that hockey turf, isn't yep. it? It really is something. Just need some stands around it and some international tournaments. Now that <laughs> COVID's gone, and we're in business. 
hope it hasn't gone, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. All right, thank you. Well, you've got to say it's gone. You've got to be positive, Tony. Right. And we only had 17,000 cases yesterday. Only. <laughs> good, thanks. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's you. not good, is it? Ah, it's getting there. We just have to live with it. Yeah, that's right. Good yep. stuff. Yep. They're worried about the mumps and the measles and the flu now. Oh, yeah. Gives them something else to talk about. Mm. Thank you. That's Thank all you right. So much. Word of the day, then? Anfractuous. Anfractuous. Yeah. That sounds like someone's name. A-N-F-R-A-C-T-U-O-U-S. When I first saw it, it sounded a bit like Transmission Gully to me, anfractuous. Yeah. And it wasn't far away, when, in my thoughts, <laughs> oh, really? full of windings and intricate turnings, tortuous, <laughs> sinuous or circuitous. Oh. Then, as the road resumed its anfractuous course, clinging to the extreme margin of this tumbled and chaotic coast, the fun began. So it was quite uh, fortuitous that I looked at this word and I thought, "Why, well, golly, that's tying in with the opening of the Transmission Gully. That is. I mm. don't know whether it's going to have massive turns. I don't know whether no. any of the turns, for example, because it's a motorway, that's right. you're going to have to slow down to 60 or 70k. I think it's just 100k all the 100Ks, way. 100ks, and this, I've got those boards up you know, like you have on the old expressway, you know. Yeah. Road closed it or whatever. Do. Yeah. But uh, never mind that the English word comes ultimately from the Latin verb frangere, meaning to break. Frangere is also the source of fracture, fraction, or fragment, and frail. Wow. So there we are. That's yeah. the word. And fractuous. And fractuous. I like it. Full of windings and intricate turnings, tortuous, sinuous, or circuitous. Brilliant. And I don't think Transmission Gully comes into that somehow. Mm. We'll find out. We'll try it out tomorrow. But thanks to Bo Hannah Motors and all the team who brings us these sports and words of the day. Yeah, thank you. That's it. Thank you very much. Right. right. 10 to 8, Coast Access Radio. Today is the 30th of March. We'll check the birthday list and today in history in just a moment. Paint your roof, paint your house, call the co-fi guys. Think you need a new roof? Then think again. Give your roof new life and new colour by the professionals for less cost. Fix-It Roofing are exclusive co-fi roofing agents for the Pararua and Kapiti districts. Fix-It Roofing can paint your concrete tiles or iron roof and resurface decromastic tiles. We're specialists in pointing, mortaring, sealing leaks, replacing old nails and applying rust-kill treatments. With our roof inspections, you'll receive a full report with options. Let us install your new roof with guttering too. And our maintenance program will rid your roof, gutters, decks, paths of moss and lichen. Give Kelly a call on 04298 5172 or 0800 Kofi. Fix-It Roofing Limited, a member of Roof Association New Zealand, are your Kofi roofing agents for the Porua and Kapiti districts. Roofing specialists for over 35 years. Call the Kofi guys. Call the Kofi guys. Nine minutes to eight it is at Coast Access Radio on a lovely looking day for most of Hortofenua and Kapiti. Bit of low cloud just drifting through the Rotorangi Channel at the moment. Kapiti Island bathed in sunshine. Time to say happy birthday to you if it's your day and date today, this 30th of March. All the very best to you. Who have we got on the list today? Baby. Happy, happy birthday, baby. Happy birthday. We know someone, Nige, celebrating a birthday today. She must be at least 40-something by now. Yeah, plus. I would think. Hmm. What do you mean plus? Well, plus this and plus that. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. decade or two. Plus GST. Yeah, that's right. The yeah. famous Joe Sharp. Oh, right. Is celebrating the mm. birthday today, and she's still involved with lots of theatre and so on, and yeah, entertaining was. us. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. And they used to entertain on the cruise ships, P&O, the biddies. Was it she the biddies? The biddies. Yeah, yeah, the biddies. They used yeah. to travel around on those cruise ships and yeah. entertain. Yeah. 
Well, if you know Joe Sharp, wish a happy 40-something. <laughs> Today we're not allowed to say any more. I would say 60. You would? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, sure. You ready? You're around a, about that. You ready to get a slap? Like Will Smith. <laughs> happy birthday, Joe. <coughs> Have a lovely, lovely day from everyone thinking about you on your special day, Joe Sharp. And yep. lots of musical people. I mentioned Celine Dion, MC Hammer, mm. Tracy Chapman. Right. Before, there's a few others I haven't even played. Graham, Graham Edge from Moody Blues. He's 81 today. Still going strong. Is he? Mm. Uh, Nora Jones as well. Her oh, birthday today. Yeah. yeah, Nora Jones. Going back into your era, 1930. Frankie Lane. Oh. Frank Paulo Vecchio. Yes. Yep. High noon. Mm. You know, someone else who was born on the same date? Mr. Harris. Yeah. 92 today, Rolf Harris. So oh, I see. That. Just right, a fact. Yeah. Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton. I'll play some Eric Clapton. Yeah. Eric Sim- Patrick Clapp. No yeah. wonder he changed Eric to Clapp. Clapton. <laughs> 70, 77 yeah. uh, years young today. Ian, MC Hammer? Yeah, I mentioned him. Did you? Oh, Stanley right. Burrell. Um, he's 60 Ooh. today. Tane Norton. Did you know former All Black captain Tane oh, Norton's 80 oh, yes. today? He was at uh, Tatum Park for some time, and he and oh, I right. worked together with the Maori All Black team. Oh, fantastic. To get them fit. And here's another one, Piers Morgan. You know him, the yes, British he's good. newsman. He I walked out on his... Uh, yeah, didn't he? Or something at one stage. I he? thought he was about 60-something. He's only 57. Is he? Oh. That's years of stress he and strain. all of that. Yeah, <laughs> due to you. Yeah, really but good. he was good. Yeah, yeah, Robbie Coltrane, another yeah. fine actor. His birthday as well. Today, Which Vincent... group was he with? Hey? Which group was he with? Well, a group, he's just an actor. Oh, I thought he was yeah. with one of those famous musical groups. Vincent van Gogh. <laughs> Yeah. Apparently you say it that way, don't you? When you're in Amsterdam, it's ho, ho. Yeah. Um, spent a lot of time, uh, interesting, when I was overseas. Mm-hmm. Potato eater sunflowers and the night cafe paintings. I think one of those paintings sold for 36.7 million US dollars. Not bad, but, uh, Went to his hospital where he died eventually. Mm. Yeah, mental hospital, that was. Yeah, well, he was here one minute and gone the next. Ah, that's right. It's a bit less. Warren Beatty. Mm-hmm. Well, Bird's birthday as Gosh, well. There's a fair few birthdays. Yeah, there is. Yeah, right. And I see what else? Well, Peter Ellis, child care worker. Oh, he died. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It was his birthday today. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. Thank you. That's okay. Just thought I'd let you know. Better have a quick Jack check. Jack of... Cowie, New Zealand cricketer. You should know that. Oh. 1912 to 1914. Oh, wow. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, well, I remember that's the name. That's a famous, it's a famous name. Right. Cow- Cowie. Right. Yeah. Um, as far as history goes on this date, what happened? Well, let's have a quick check. Uh, doctor, doctor day today. What? Mm. From this day on, surgery would no longer be painful, at least while it was being performed. Dr. Crawford W. Long performed the first operation while a patient was anaesthetized by ether on this day in 1842 as he removed a tumour from the neck of a boy. Yeah, cool. So thank goodness for him. That was well, 1842. Queen Mother died on this date 20 years ago. She was 101. Yeah. Um, Ronald Fourth of Oh, no. Hey? Yeah, that's her birthday was the 4th of August, wasn't it? <clears throat> Ronald Reagan and his press secretary were shot and wounded outside the Washington Hilton. That was John Hinckley who shot on the state. Reagan, the state, 1981. Uh, what else happened? Rolls-Royce Motors was basically started up. Yeah. Oh, no, it wasn't. It was, oh, I've got something completely wrong there. It was purchased by BMW. That's it. It's completely different. I remember this one uh, because we were travelling overseas. 2008, British Airway cancelled some of its flights as it struggled to cope with a massive backlog of luggage at London Heathrow's airport new multi-billion pound terminal. Oh. Five. Remember that? What year was, was that? No, it was in 2008. 
Gosh. Now, the luggage was piled up for ages. We lost our luggage there. We were going down to Vienna, and it took a day for it to arrive down. Oh, right. Okay. The new system didn't handle it very well. I see this date, 1870. This is interesting. Black men were given the right to vote in the United States. Ah. Way 50 years or mm. so before women were given the right to vote mm. um, as uh, well. Russia will be wanting Alaska back. 1867, Alaska was purchased from Russia for two cents an acre. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good deal, didn't it? Oh. Yeah. How much did it cost? Well, I'll ask her. Yeah. 1944, 795 British bombers attacked Nuremberg. Luftwaffe mm. night fighter shot down 94 of the aircraft. Wow. Gosh. And the chiffons, they had a big soul this mm-hmm. day. Yeah. Secretariat, the great racehorse that went on to win the Triple Crown of the Horse Racing in 73, was foaled on this day. And the oh, BGs, right. number one, Lonely Days. Now, see, I Walk the Line was recorded on this day, the Johnny Cash classic, oh, on this right. day, 1956. Yeah, I was telling you about Vincent van Gogh, Sunflowers, and brought <laughs> 39.85 million, more yeah. than triple the record. But singer Don McLean wrote and sang a musical tribute to this artistic genius title, Vincent, in Starry, April 1972. Starry, starry night. Mm. That song. Yeah. Oh, I'd better play some Eric Clap then. Oh, yeah, Clap. That, no wonder he changed it to Clap. Well, it's like John Cleese, he changed. He was John Cheese, yeah. wasn't he, once upon a time? Was he? Yeah, so Eric Clapton, 77 today. All right, we'll play some of that to take us to the news. Thank you, and this time tomorrow, Nigel, we'll be on Transmission Gully. Well, you might be on it today. Uh, I think I'll give Chris Turver a ring to see if I owe him $5. Well, he owes you $5. Have a nice day. Thank you for making Coast Access Radio part of your choice, part of your day. I'm Todd Zayner, back again tomorrow. Graham Stevens is here to entertain and inform you after eight. Happy birthday, Eric. This program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.